Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is Dr. Eric Tangumonkem with IEM Approach, where we inspire, equip, and motivate people to discover God's great potential in them, develop that potential, and deploy it. Today, we are having a guest. We are having an exciting presentation, an exciting interaction with the CEO of Elevate Coffee, and we're going to be talking about how coffee can bring hope, can bring restoration, can bring dignity. And I want you to meet the CEO of Elevate Coffee, and we take it from there. Michael, welcome to the show today. I, I want you to tell us a little bit about who Michael is and your connection to Elevate Coffee. Yeah, hello. Uh, hey, everybody. And uh, hello, Eric. Thank you so much for uh, having me to, to join you and your, uh, and your followers today uh, and your community that, that, that you've built. Uh, so yeah, as Eric mentioned, my name is Michael Iwasco, and I am the co-founder and CEO of Elevate Coffee Trading. Uh, so we're a, we are a small startup uh, coffee brand, specialty coffee brand. Uh, and as you'll see on our logo here, uh, designed to extract hope through love, coffee, and adventures. Uh, and so on the love side is a humanitarian focus. It's the reason why we started the brand uh, with coffee as our product, uh, which we'll dive in a little bit deeper today. And then adventure uh, through experiences, uh, whether it's out in Guatemala, uh, going camping out on these coffee farms and uh, being involved in some uh, service projects with the communities out there. Uh, climbing volcanoes, enjoying uh, some adventure travel with a purpose, uh, and just the outdoor lifestyle that uh, you know we enjoy with coffee and camping and this beautiful weather that we're having uh, coming up in the fall as well. Uh, and so, so yeah, this is a uh, this is a brand that's very very special. This is a cause that's very special uh, to my heart, to my heritage, as uh, my mother is from Guatemala. And uh, my wife is from Mexico. And uh, so our family is very connected, very tied into uh, these coffee producing countries and regions. Uh, and even children, who have, children and families who have migrated from those regions into the US and providing an opportunity to elevate lives through a product that has uh, traditionally, unfortunately, had a lot of history of exploitation and corruption where we're looking to reverse those trends and trading uh, the coffee for, for hope, for opportunities through clean water, uh, through education, and through nutrition for children in and from coffee-producing countries. So that's a little bit about us and uh, uh, as a brand and you know, my connection to it, how we got, how we got going. Wow, uh, that is that is amazing. Coffee, hope, love, and adventure. Who can beat that? <laughs> we will focus more on the hope and the coffee and the love. But before we do that, I would like you to tell us how you got to this place. From yeah. before we came on set, 
you told me you did some other things before this stage of your journey. Can you tell us where you've been and how that has connected to what you're doing right now? Sure, absolutely. So, um, so I was born in uh, Southeast Texas, uh, down in the Port Arthur and Beaumont area, what we call the Golden Triangle, uh, and grown up learning about Guatemala through, you know, whether it was uh, school projects or, uh, you know, bedtime stories. Guatemala had always been this kind of a Neverland idea in my mind about this country full of, you know, volcanoes and lakes and rainforests and hidden Mayan temples and, uh, you know, everything that goes along with it. And um, it had always been something that from a young age uh, I knew was going to be a part of of my future uh, as much as it was a part of my heritage and my family's past. And so I started taking trips with my with with my family, and then later on, uh, out of college, taking a trip with an organization called RU for Children. Uh, and these guys are, as you'll see in the bottom of the screen, uh, our nonprofit partners. Um, so. So we went out there to try to help um, distribute some food for some flood victims that uh, had gotten wiped away and uh, their homes wiped away in a pretty, pretty nasty storm. Uh, and just immediately I saw the true need that existed out there and the reason why uh, my grandmother brought her nine children from Guatemala into the U.S. to look for opportunities for a better life. Uh, to look for opportunities to use their skills and talents in, in, in a way that uh, would be equal exchange uh, versus, you know, a lot of the issues of exploitation that exist out there. And so started taking trips with, with RU for Children, started doing fundraisers on a regular basis uh, to try to raise funds for these nutrition programs, because uh, unfortunately half the kids outside of major cities are considered chronically malnourished. So this is rural communities. Uh, and whether they're producing coffee or bananas or sugar or, um, <clears throat> you know, any of these larger crops, um, you know, Guatemala has a very fertile natural soil because of the volcanic activity. And so it is a farm producing country or it is a country that produces a lot of um, a lot of the things that we import, uh, like we mentioned uh, a moment ago. And so this is something that's true across coffee producing countries, not just in Guatemala, uh, a lot of Central and South America, uh, parts of Africa, which um, Eric can speak to very well. Uh, and, and so producing very rich natural soil, natural resources, yet a lot of exploitation and people, especially women and children end up uh, suffering because of it. Uh, and so this is something that was, that was, that was on my heart, knowing that if my family my grandmother, strong, independent woman that she was, wouldn't have taken the initiative to make a change, then I easily could have been one of these uh, one of these children in need in a different form uh, still out there that my mother would have lived her whole life in that in that scenario as well. And so what we decided to do was to look for a business that we could create, um, that could share in the hard work and, as you mentioned before, dignity that uh, these skilled workers have in Guatemala to say, okay, not everybody has the opportunity to 
migrate to the U.S. or to a, other uh, countries where more opportunity exists. How can we help create that opportunity where people are to elevate the lives of themselves, their children, their future generations through the economic means of, of business, of trade? Uh, and so we found coffee as one of the largest uh, uh exports out of Guatemala. And, you know, as we mentioned, how it shares so many common elements across the globe in this, you know, ring of the coffee belt, um, and also lines up with the ring of fire uh, for the volcanic activity. And um, unfortunately, a lot of where the poverty exists around the world. Uh, and so coffee just seemed to connect so many aspects of what, where, where we felt called to help. Uh, and finding out uh, during our during our studies and travels that uh, one of my cousins had been married to a coffee farmer for over 20 years already. Fifth generation coffee uh, producing on the land. Uh, it's one of Guatemala's largest natural bio preserves, uh, and they're producing coffee on portions of, of the land. Uh, and they've been doing some amazing things to be able to create jobs opportunities for people that live in those communities around where the coffee is grown. And then also people who are, um, uh, you know, migrant workers working uh, during the, during the harvest season that, that will come into the area to, to look for work and opportunities. And so they've been a, doing a great job and wanted to do more. And so as I approached them and said, Hey, what if we start, bringing the resources of these organizations out to your communities and then buying coffee, bringing it to the U S and looking for another market to, uh, to be able to, uh, to trade it out here. And then with our profits, we'll help reinvest back into the lives of the, of the children uh, through these clean water programs, through this nutrition program and, uh, and bringing it into the schools and, and helping with education, every, every opportunity we have. And so we did, we did a fundraiser, uh, raised about $11,000 and put it all towards the mission, uh, with are you for children? We partnered them up and said, Hey, the sister organization in Guatemala is called Inspira Guate, uh, run by a young lady named Kristen Klein. Uh, and so she was able to, connect the resources of these water filters called the eco filtros to bring them out to the community. So for the first time, these, uh, these organizations, one in Guatemala as a nonprofit, uh, um, NGO, non-government, uh, organization and a coffee farm or being connected, uh, through, you know, through what God had put it on, on our heart with Elevate Coffee Trading and uh, piloted a small nutrition program with about 30 kids, uh, which has now uh, got plans to expand. Uh, and, you know, we have been cycling these water filters through and getting them into all the homes of the workers and to the schools in the neighborhoods uh, for over two years now. So uh, very exciting uh, way to be able to, to connect these resources with, uh, with coffee itself. Wow, that is amazing. You have been doing a lot already. You talk of hope. You talk of love. You talk of adventure. Yeah. That is amazing because you had to quit your job in corporate America to start Elevate Coffee. 
that speaks of adventure. You love these uh, visions so much that you are willing to take all the risks, put everything on board to make sure it's accomplished. What, what, what drove you to this point where you were able to make this big decision of switching gears totally from what you were doing in the financial industry and many other things that you've done to focus on this one thing? Yeah, so I was working, as you mentioned, in the in the finance and accounting industry. Um, it was definitely a leap of faith, um, as uh, knowing that you know, hey, the income as a business owner is is in the beginning not going to be as comfortable as the salary uh, that I had been able to earn working as a uh, as a financial controller for a commercial real estate group but i knew that god had connected these skills from early on from college every job that i've worked since um, that would be able to translate into starting this business and launching this mission um, and so it was definitely a, a a leap of faith it still is every day uh, a leap of faith and a, a walk of faith to say that, you know, hey, God has called us to this mission. Uh, we know that there are amazing things that are inspiring others, whether it's the kids that are receiving uh, the, the nutrition and, and clean water, whether it's people who are, are drinking this coffee and understanding, hey, there's an opportunity here through something that we're doing every day that can help others out and create an opportunity for someone else. And then, you know, if there is ways, there are ways that that will inspire other people as well to look at their own circumstances, their passions, their dreams, uh, their hopes, and to say, you know, is there something that I could implement here, whether it's a, you know, side hustle or fun project or something that, you know, I could go all in on and explore this purpose that God has put together in my life. Um, you know, that that's the hope that we can encourage people to to look at their perspectives on on life, uh, on the opportunities that exist around them and have the courage to go for it. Um, so. So, yeah, it's a uh, it's it's, as you mentioned, not easy, not easy, but so worth it. And so uh, so fulfilling to be able to to include it. Yeah, I think we are going to touch a little bit on that before we when we get to us wrapping up, because I know that many other people out there that have a vision, they've answered yes to it, and uh, some are still, you know, hesitating taking that first step. Uh, some are hesitating putting in 100% commitment, and so like some words of uh, wisdom uh, towards the end of the uh, program. So those people can learn a few things from you that will help them continue their journey. But yeah. I don't want to take away from what we're trying to focus on right now, uh, and that is Elevate Coffee, what makes Elevate Coffee to stand out. Uh, if we can throw a little bit of light on some of the things that Elevate Coffee has been able to do already to bring hope and love and adventure in the communities that Elevate Coffee is serving. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so the way that we structured our pricing and our coffee subscription 
questions. Every every bag of coffee that we that we sell that we provide to a subscriber to what we call fellow elevators. Um, every bag of coffee helps provide up to three months of clean water for a kid. So, you know how that translates to, to to date is you know thousands, hundreds of thousands of gallons of clean water that is elevating lives on a daily basis, uh, where kids are able to not miss school because of bacteria in their system from the drinking water. So, so 90% of the lakes and streams in Guatemala are considered to be uh, contaminated with, with this bacteria. That's, you know, why most Latin American countries, they would say, don't drink the water. You know, Mexico, they call it the Montezuma's revenge. I think uh, where here would be the Tucumán. He was the, uh, the last Mayan warrior. Uh, um chief out there. But anyway, um, so, so that there are um, not as many issues with malnutrition. There's a phytoblend nutrition program that actually gets donated to these organizations that all we have to do is connect them to the schools and, you know, pay whatever logistical costs it takes to get there. So that now, you know, half the kids that are considered chronically malnourished um, and we're missing school or, um, you know, having impaired development because of that issue is being taken away. They're able to learn more to be able to improve their educational uh, opportunities through, you know, something, something as simple as us deciding to drink this coffee on a daily basis or a, whatever regular reoccurring basis. Um, and so that is something that is just gets me excited every time that I talk about it, whether we're out at farmers markets or we're doing broadcasts like this. Um, just so many people, I think, would love to have that opportunity uh, and, and, and doing it in a way that is not necessarily um, you and I talk about this quite a bit, Eric, uh, the, the toxic charity scenario where people will just come and dump resources on others with great intentions, a good heart and motivation. Um, yet there is not as much being done to kind of te teach people to fish as the old adage goes, you know, uh, give someone a fish and they'll eat for a day and teach them to fish and they'll eat for a lifetime. Well, we want to we want to encourage and empower people through their way of income, their their training, their education, their uh, you know their health resources, these things that uh, provide freedom and empowerment. Uh, and so, so making that connection there, not only is it a family connection for us whenever we're bringing coffee in from Guatemala, but it's extending that to you know, to the brotherhood of, 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 of humanity really. And, and making those connections in that, in that way. Wow. C can you imagine you drink a cup of coffee in the morning? Some of us drink about three coffees, uh, three cups each day. And some drink even more. Each cup of coffee that you drink provides three months of clean water. Is that for a family or for an individual? So, so for one bag, so one 12 ounce bag, I'm gonna bring it into the screen here. Uh -huh. So this is a 12 ounce bag of coffee. Uh, so whenever one of these is purchased, that gives us, uh, a, a, we're able to share enough profit that 
it provides three months of clean water. So the way these systems work is it is a uh, it's a five gallon bucket that has a it has a water filter that sits inside of it and it looks like a clay pot. It's made of volcanic clay, pine sawdust and colloidal liquefied silver. Uh, so the colloidal silver coats the coats the pot. The water from whether it be from you know from the tap or from a river collected rainfall um, you know uh, rain catching systems, uh, the water gets poured into this bucket, and it seeps through and comes in contact with that colloidal silver that kills the bacteria, and then the rest of the uh, the the charcoal components from the from the pine sawdust or the volcanic clay um, helps catch the, you know, the larger sediments and things like that so that it's just complete, pure, clean drinking water that comes out. Each of those filters lasts for two years. So we incrementally with every bag of coffee that, that we sell, it adds to the, uh, to the growing, um, total until we can buy another water filter and get sent out. So yeah, it goes into an entire school or goes into a household, a family, or sometimes a community leader's household. So there's like uh, uh, one gentleman who, uh, his name was um, Gabriel, and he's got like 10 grandkids. So he got the first water filter, and it, and so his grandkids come to his house uh, to get their clean water, and they'll filter it out, fill buckets up, and bring it bring it back home, or just drink it there as they're playing. And so, um, so the way the math breaks down is one bag of coffee can support three months of clean water for a kid. But each time that one of those water systems gets put in place, the, the, you know, the amount of water that can be done for the amount of people is, is, you know, pretty huge. Well, uh, that is amazing. I know some of us watching or listening, you may not relate to it. When I was a kid, we're not having, um, pipe on water, there wasn't mm. any indoor plumbing and all that. So I totally mm. get it. Going out there, fetching water from the stream and drinking it without any filtration and all the health hazards that are associated with it. Now, most of us who drink coffee, we are already, we're going to drink our coffee anyway. So why don't you drink elevate coffee, bring hope and love and elevate other people. And we, I'm, I'm going to be diving into what makes Elevate Coffee unique. There are lots of different people out there doing sustainability projects mm -hmm. with coffee, uh, some organic coffees and all that. Why Elevate Coffee? Why should I drink Elevate Coffee? How do I know if my money that I'm putting in Elevate Coffee is actually changing lives is actually bringing hope is bringing love and a sense of adventure. Yeah. Um, I appreciate you, you asking that, um, uh, because there is an, a direct way. Um, we are inviting people to go with us to these coffee farms to, to interact directly with, you know, the, the, the families, I keep pointing on the wrong side with the families, with the kids, uh, who are benefiting from, your from your generosity uh, to choose a coffee that elevates lives. So uh, this December uh, in about a month and a half, 
or so, maybe a little less than about a month. Um, I'll be taking a guided tour, uh, taking a actually a tour guide company, excuse me, uh, out to connect to this coffee farm uh, and to some of the adventure travel activities out in Guatemala. And in 2022, we're going to start opening up group travel arrangements. Uh, if you would like to go serve on a, on, on a mission trip with your church, if you would like to learn more about coffee, how it's grown, if you would like to, you know, go have an adventure and climb some volcanoes or, you know, rappel down a waterfall or whatever it may be that, that we connect with uh, on the adventure side, there's an opportunity to do that. Uh, and so we're, we're putting together three types of trips, one for the adventure enthusiast uh, who also would enjoy uh, a, a, the eco coffee tour side and getting involved in, in, in you know, a service project day or you know, half day. Um, the other side would be actual chin trips, uh, those who are focused on the service and uh, we'll have a small portion of adventure and fun built into it as well. Or the other side where it's really more for people who are just coffee enthusiasts or coffee professionals who have never been to a coffee farm before uh, will spend more of an intensive time on the coffee itself, but also still have some fun in the adventure side and, uh, and getting to connect it to the, to the families and having a small, small service component. So as direct as people want to be connected, as direct as they want to see how their, uh, how their daily activities are impacting others, that opportunity exists. And, you know, we'll be putting together videos and things like that to be able to show that connection as well. Wow. That is amazing. I, I haven't heard something like that before. Before we came on set, I've said, as a geologist, you talked about all the volcanoes mm -hmm. in Guatemala. I remember when I was in school, we learned about volcano, the this Fiego, which volcano, the Fiego, is it Fiego? Uh, fuego, Fuego, yeah, yeah fire yeah, in Spanish. Yeah, I remember, yeah, I remember that particular volcano, but I would like to actually go visit it. Now, some of you, you've been drinking coffee all your life, you've never seen a coffee plant, you don't know how it's processed, you don't know who is behind the coffee. Can you imagine drinking a cup of coffee and actually going to visit the place where the coffee is grown and meeting the people who are behind growing that coffee. I think it's going to change the whole relationship uh, with coffee. And this is an opportunity for you to lock arms with Elevate Coffee, go out there and see where your coffee is coming from and the impact drinking a, coffee, a cup of coffee is having. What are some of the challenges that Elevate Coffee is facing right now? Sure. Well, there is, uh, it's much the same in many industries. Uh, there is a lot of, um, there are a lot of challenges around the um, shipments and, uh, and, and trade associated with uh, logistics. Um, so, that, that, that's one side that's kind of an economic driven. Uh, there's another side that's also climate driven. Um, so in Brazil is where a lot of the, the larger 
commercial crops of coffee are produced. It's when the, the world's largest producer of coffee. And so it determines a lot of the trade uh, for the commodities prices of it. And so that can skyrocket or it can drop depending on how much availability of coffee there is in the market based on what Brazil is producing. So it's pretty, pretty crazy how connected the entire world is through coffee. Uh, and so, so thankfully in Guatemala, production has been been good. Uh, and so we're able and we're hoping that there is going to be more of a demand for Guatemalan coffee now that there have been so many challenges with some of the other uh, coffee growing regions in the world. And so that's a part of our, our strategy is to focus on importing green coffee, uh, which means unroasted coffee uh, that, you know, you couldn't brew by itself, but it needs to get to a coffee roasting facility. Uh, and we understand we're not the only coffee roasters out there. Oh my gosh, they, it, it's exploding craft coffee, um, specialty coffee. It's a growing industry. Uh, and we want to allow as many other coffee brands that are out there to participate in this, even if they're not selling you know, our logo on the bag um, so that they can be, be a part of elevating the lives of the people producing the coffee by roasting coffee that we offer as an import. Uh, and so to be able to get that little piece of it in place, uh, there have been a lot of import export logistical issues that exist. Um, and then growing as a uh, just awareness, brand awareness. So, you know, for people that love the mission, love the idea, maybe drink coffee, maybe you don't, um, you can continue to help us by sharing this broadcast or um, sharing in your stories or social media posts uh, something about the brand, just following us in general. Um, there are a lot of great ways to or donating directly to the mission. Maybe you're not a coffee drinker and you don't know anybody that does, which would be very surprising. But uh, that's one great way is you can donate directly. Uh, so this QR code up here on the screen, this is actually um, a way to connect on our link tree. It has our website. It has our social media. It has our um, our nonprofit partners on there and, uh, and ways to even order coffee uh, right there directly from your phone also. So those are some of the challenges is just, you know, growing. And I could spend a lot of time on this. I don't know how... Uh, how interested your uh, your uh, community is about consumer packaged goods, what they call CPG brands. But man, when it comes to advertising, marketing, uh, wholesale distribution, uh, there's a whole world of economic means that you know locally for small businesses, and then internationally uh, for our import export uh, scenarios. It's just you know people. People can be connected, and it's exciting to be able to be a conduit for that. Yeah, we, we're talking about coffee, we're talking about hope, we're talking about adventure, we're talking about love. The greatest commandment is to love your neighbor, yeah. yourself. And the neighbor, as Jesus clearly stated, was in the person that necessarily has to look like you. And mm -hmm. that's all going to transition a little bit, talk about a little bit about immigration. But before we do that, uh, it's, it's important for those of you who are listening, if you are not drinking coffee, you can still support 
elevate coffee. You can go on a short mission trip with them mm -hmm. and visit these communities, bring hope, bring love, bring inspiration, bring dignity alongside with you. From what I've understood, based upon their vision and what they want to do, they don't want to practice toxic charity. They are not into just giving stuff to people to spend. No, they want to empower these communities to keep doing what they're doing, yes. but getting the most money for the coffee they're producing. And so this is going to help elevate them out of poverty, elevate mm -hmm. their morale, elevate their hope, and make them restore their dignity because they are working hard right now, but they're not getting the most for their hard work because of all the middlemen that we have between them, the coffee they're producing, and the consumers. They are being given an opportunity right now. The only person between you and the producer right now is going to be only elevate coffee. So you are drinking the coffee and you are only connected to the farms and the farmers that are producing that coffee. But if you're not a coffee drinker, you can help give towards the water filters, the nutrition, education, and all the other things Elevate Coffee is doing to help elevate that community and bring hope and love. Let's talk about immigration a little bit. Little did your grandmother know that her grandson is going to bring hope hmm. and love to Guatemala. Tell us something about that story. Yeah, uh, so my grandmother was basically on her own providing for, for nine kids in Guatemala. Uh, and yeah, my mom used to tell me these stories, of course, about how fun it was growing up out there because when you're when you're in need and in poverty and you've never been anywhere else knowing what life is like, uh, you appreciate everything you have, number one, but you also, you don't realize how great of a need that you're in. Uh, and I remember her feeling that realization, uh, seeing her mother, my, my grandmother, out in the back, clinging to a fence and just praying to God for for a way out, for a way to change their circumstances, uh, to uh, create more opportunity for her children, for, for their family. Uh, and so my uncle or great uncle, uh, my grandmother's brother, um, had an opportunity to sponsor her to, uh, on a family visa, uh, to come work in, uh, in Southeast Texas. And so he was working the shipyards and bringing import, uh, um, unloading on the docks. And, uh, she was, working in the hospital, scrubbing floors and, you know, as a janitor, cleaning toilets in a, in a hospital, uh, and raised enough money and got the paperwork together to bring the first three oldest boys into Texas as well. And then the next group of, uh, of six kids came after them as they, as they all, you know, worked together to, uh, to afford the, you know, the, the move. And so had she not done that, yeah, I would, number one, not exist uh, as I am today because uh, my mother you know, met my father here in here in Texas. Um, so I'd be a 
totally different person and uh, in need the same way that that they were before before moving out here. Um, and that's not to say that that uh, you know no one has a good life in these foreign countries. Uh, because that's just simply not true. There's just a larger concentration of people who have opportunity than the people that that don't. Uh, and so we're looking for ways to bridge that gap in between and uh, you know find opportunities for that type of economic stability, economic elevation uh, in and within. Uh, the, these countries that are, you know, producing coffee or or many other beautiful things, handmade goods, and and uh, and the service and um, tourist industry that exists out there. There's a lot of people who who depend on that, uh, and for good reason because it's a beautiful beautiful country with a lot of ways to get out there. So um, so that's how immigration for me directly has impacted my life. Um, now for my wife, on the other hand, she came straight from Mexico uh, and she had basically maxed out her potential in the education realm. She was an associate director of a private school out there in, in uh, Saltillo, Mexico, near Monterey, and was given the opportunity by Dallas Independent School District, Dallas ISD, to uh, be a part of a program where they needed more bilingual teachers. There was there were so many students that their primary language was Spanish, even here in Texas, um, and there weren't enough bilingual teachers to be able to serve those students and bring them up to uh, to being able to communicate in both languages uh, here in the U.S. And so, you know, so we see this pretty often. These people uh, that are moving into uh, these districts that are looking for those opportunities and, you know, ways that we can serve our local community as well, uh, which we work through the brand, through Elevate, to come alongside these Title I schools in, in the Dallas area to, uh, to create more opportunity for kids. Yeah, each time we talk about immigration, uh, people are tempted only to focus on one side of it. But this yeah. is a beautiful story of your grandmother leaving, and now you are going back uh, to bring a different transformation in the community that uh, she came from. It's to be commended. And if you're listening to us and you are an immigrant, there's always a lot of pressure on the first generation immigrants uh, because you are trying to adjust to the new country. And there's a pull on you to do something where you are coming from. That is understood, but don't lose hope. You can pass the touch to the next generation. Yeah. Maybe your kids will take it and run with it. All is not lost. We hear about brain drain all the time. However, it's just seeds that are being sown and mm -hmm. how there's going to come potential that is going to have all of us in the long run. I want us to talk about your entrepreneurial journey a little bit. I know this wasn't um, a big part of our interaction today, but there's no way we are going to end without you telling us a few things that can help other entrepreneurs that have answered the call and stepped out in faith and are doing the things that they believe is going to make a difference in the lives of other people. So what are the few things that you want these people to watch out for? 
So to watch out for, um, I would say definitely, definitely have a, a plan, know the industry that you're wanting to get into. Um, it took, uh, and, and that may be uh, learning by experience from me. Um, I jumped in, you know, very early on as I was learning the industry. And I think there are a lot of things that uh, I could have learned earlier on ahead of time to be more direct in, in my path. Um, I wouldn't have changed it though. Uh, I love, I love what we're doing and how we're doing it. Um, but yeah, you, you have to, here's one huge one is determine what your goals are and levels of success. If it's something financially, or if it's something more heart and purpose driven, is it something that, uh, you know, you're looking to create a better life for yourself, for your, your family for others, maybe, because, you know, for me, it was a step down. It was a step down from earning a, a high income to earning no income for a while, while we're building and scaling a business. And so purpose and our impact on others was my level of uh, uh, gauging success and goals versus, you know, what the income factor could be. So, that's a very, that's a big one is, is understanding because if you don't have your goals and your um, definition of success defined for yourself on a daily basis, and you see things that aren't quite working out the way that you would want it to in the moment, it would be very easy to, to lose heart, to get distracted and to give up or to, you know, extend the process longer than what it should take to be able to move forward in your full giftings and your full talents and, and able to use it, uh, you know, for others. So that's a big one that I would say first up is, is determine what your impact should be, can be, and how you're going to get there. Wow. That is amazing. I, I was talking this morning about the importance of having goals. As simple as that sounds, most people don't have those goals written down. Mm -hmm. Specific goals that you can measure, goals that are well-defined, that are time-bound. You've heard of smart goals all the time. Mm -hmm. And as an entrepreneur, if you're not careful, you can be drawn in a thousand and one directions, as you know, because that when you start, you're trying to put on many hats at the same mm -hmm. time. But it's good for you to be able to know how to evaluate what you are doing so you don't evaluate yourself against other people because the competition is not against other people, it's against you. So you have to evaluate based upon your own metrics, as you've said. Is it money, money reward, or are you looking at uh, the impact you are making, touching lives and things like that? Thank you so much uh, for, for sharing. Thank you so much for coming on board this show. Uh, we are wrapping up here. Uh, how can people get involved? How can people help elevate coffee? Yeah. So um, as you'll see on the, the bottom of the screen, uh, there is contact information for our website is elevatecoffeetrading.com. Uh, the contact information, if you fill that out or any of the, um, uh, the, the forms that are on there for wholesale, if you want to, uh, if you have, let's say a business that, serves coffee in any capacity or could uh, sell coffee, you know, retail on the, on the shelves. Um, 
that contact information it goes to me. Uh, if you want to go on one of these trips with us, uh, there is a contact form for the adventure at Origin. Uh, you can reach out and, and we'll get back to you and, and start building up the, uh, the details for, for those adventure uh, trips. Um, but if you also, if you'd like to buy coffee for yourself, uh, send it as a gift. If you'd like to subscribe to get it on a regular basis, um, we actually cover the shipping for that. So there's a discounted price. Um, or to find us locally, um, either on Instagram or on our, our page, uh, there's a spot to see where our events are going to be. Uh, if you'd like to email me directly, hi at elevatecoffeetrading.com. So H-I uh, at elevatecoffeetrading.com. On uh, Instagram, it's all one word, at elevatecoffeetrading. You can scan this QR code up on the top here. Uh, and that will take you to our link tree that has a, a ton of resources on how you can connect with us. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you for bringing hope. Thank you for bringing love and a sense of adventure. Who, who could have figured out that drinking a cup of coffee can produce that much love and bring that mm -hmm. much hope and that sense of adventure? And what blew my mind is the fact that if you get a bag of coffee from Elevate Coffee, you are actually providing three months of clean water yeah. for a child in Guatemala. Most of you are already drinking coffee. Why not drink coffee with a purpose? Why not bring coffee with a mission? Why not drink coffee and bring life, bring hope, bring love? Elevate Coffee is the way to go and this ways to get involved as michael has already uh, listed and we look forward to uh, you joining this movement to bring hope adventure and love and please do us a favor subscribe share follow and invite other people to join us thank you very much god bless you and remain blessed